So life is really tough. We don't need uh, anybody to remind us. And there's a tremendous amount of difficulties and issues and things that cause us stress and anxiety and threats to our pride and our self-esteem and our hopes and our dreams and our identity and uh, all kinds of things. It's, it's very, very tough. And uh, most of us, we, we succumb and we don't uh, kind of stick to, to, the, to, to the straight and narrow path of moving toward our true good. And we take any one of an innumerable amount of uh, outs to where we uh, uh, degrade ourselves to simply being in a, in a, uh, on a level of uh, subsistence. Of trying to emotionally get by and trying to uh, trying to kind of just make it through each day as opposed to flourishing. And we're talking about the real thing, not uh, living our best life by traveling to the beach or something, but uh, uh, flourishing morally, intellectually, of expanding our mind, expanding our love for others, expanding the depth and the quality of our thought, the, all the kinds of real stuff and not just uh, fake uh, nonsense. But uh, anyhow, we would say, what do we say to that? There's a lot of things we can say to that. But uh, one of the things we can say is that in principle, in theory, all of our issues and all of our problems do come down to thought. They come down to an improper understanding of something or other. Let's put aside health issues. We're not doctors here. We don't want to discuss that. But all of our kind of our anxieties, our stresses, uh, all those kinds of things, they're due to, to misunderstandings. Why? Because on a technical level, we would say that everything can be thought about on the same kind of footing uh, of knowledge. And uh, we're, we wouldn't say that uh, here's an idea and there is, uh, um, you know, a, a, a psychological issue. It's something qualitatively different than an idea. No, we would say it's all can be thought about on the same footing in the same way. So it's all the same stuff, whether we want to call it an idea, a thought, the shmat, the idea, it doesn't matter. But it's the same kind of stuff. And uh, we say that if we take a close look at anybody that is experiencing any kind of, again, psychological issue, putting aside any, any kind of uh, physical, any of that stuff, uh, who's experiencing a, a psychological issue or just who's not there, kind of on that straight and narrow path, it's a problem of thought. It's some kind of lie that a person said to him or herself, some kind of deception that, that we forced upon ourselves, and then our, our infinite self-esteem needs, our infinite needs, for pride and dignity sealed up the the kind of the, the wound and uh, like a scab right there a scar and then on top of it another another wound and another uh, scab and another scab and just uh, many 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 layers uh, of uh, uh, of issues sometimes going back for for many many decades and the more time that goes by that kind of the harder it is to to uncover it all because again of that that pride and that self esteem it's like a, a a string that gets all uh, you know, knotted and all in a bunch, you have to unravel it. Or like shoelaces that get tied up. The the more kind of the, uh, they're, uh, what's the word? The more they're all scrambled together, the harder that it is to untie. So it's the same thing by our psychology and by our inner life. And uh, it, we say that, um, anyhow, but yeah, so anyhow, if a person is, however, in principle, willing to think, he or she can solve any issue in principle. Because again, we say it's an issue of thought. So if we're willing to think hard enough and we're willing to accept the results of our thought, we can resolve anything by ourselves in theory. But the problem, of course, is, is that that requires emotional uh, kind of a, it requires emotional vulnerability and it requires a emotional flexibility, which most of us don't have. But we'd say that's the issue and not intelligence, because if we're smart enough to have a particular issue, we're smart enough to, res- to resolve it. If we're smart enough to have an anxiety, to be worried about something then we're also smart enough to figure out how to think about that something to not have the anxiety. If we're smart enough to be sad about something, same thing, we can figure out a way to not be sad about it, right? For example, uh, as far as we know, 
uh, or pet, uh, you know, mouse, if we have one, <laughs> or if we if just a mouse lives in our house, <laughs> if, if we haven't caught it, tossed it out, it doesn't have the intelligence to, to know about death. So it's not depressed about death. It's not anxious about death. So it also doesn't have the intelligence to solve that problem. Right, so if we're aware of death and it makes us anxious, probably we have the intelligence to to find a new way to think about it. Right, our pet dog isn't uh, anxious about uh, the the stock market. It's not anxious about its finances and its job. So if we are, then we have that also. If we're smart enough to to be aware of that, we're smart enough to to fix the problem. So basically, we have to have faith. Any kind of inner imperfection that we have, we have the wits, the intelligence, as long as we have the emotional flexibility to fix it and to, to address it. And the fact is we just don't want to because it's scary and uh, it's intimidating and we'd rather do something else and distract ourselves. Let me just not think about it, right? Let me watch some TV. Let me watch some funny videos. Let me call somebody. Let me uh, you know read a, a mystery novel, whatever the case may be. I just don't want to deal with... My issues, uh, and uh, then of course again they get deeper and deeper and, and harder and harder to extricate. So we can talk about uh, some co- common uh, issues and, and see how we would think our way out of them. So, uh, what are some common ones? So, um, I see stress is a very big one. We're very stressed. So let's let's talk about the logical kind of setup here. If we're stressed, that means that we have an objective that we're not sure that we will reach. It means that we want something, but we're not sure if we're going to get it. For example. I want to get promoted at work, but I'm not sure if I will get promoted. Therefore, I'm stressed because that's the word that we use to designate a reaction that we have when we do not meet, uh, when we do not fulfill a desire of ours, when we don't meet an objective that we have. So here there's a couple of things. One is to work harder, right? And to consequently meet our objectives. That's always a good idea. Another thing is to change our objectives. What's the only kind of objective that befits the dignity of a human being? It's to be a human being. How do we be a human being and not just an animal? We have to focus on our choices. We have to make the, the correct and honest and true choices. So if we simply transition to focusing on our choices, to saying, number one, beyond me getting promoted, beyond me winning the lottery or not winning or this restaurant having an open reservation or not, or my sports team winning or not, uh, or whatever, the, the news going the way I want it, the news going the way I want it to go, if we pronounce that right, or not, beyond any of that, are my choices. That's number one. That's all I really truly care about. As long as I do the honest, the sincere, the proper thing. As far as I know, I'm good. I'm insured and there's no stress ever. What is there to stress about? Other than, of course, me making the right choices, but that's a constructive type of stress, right? I'm worried that I'm going to choose the wrong thing, that I'm going to choose um, greed over over uh, helping people. I'm worried I'm going to choose vanity over selflessness, right? But that's constructive. That's going to help us instead of hurt us, instead of this worthless uh, empty stress that is just constantly degrading our quality of life about things that are out of our control. So this is an idea, right? It's not uh, just some kind of mumbo jumbo like uh, I need to, to hum, I need to focus on the, the present moment, I need to, this is a really clear uh, an idea, we can think, let's call it logical, we can call it reason, whatever you want to say, but it's an idea. So now we have to think. It's not enough to just hear it. We have to think about it from all kinds of different angles. We have to find examples in our life. Then we have to apply it. We have to assimilate it. We have to bring it in. And then we have to accept it emotionally, not expel it with our intellectual immune system, right? Like the body sometimes expels uh, 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 transplants of organs because it's not used to it, even when the organs are good. So here, the idea is good, but we, it's, it's difficult emotionally. So we can expel it and go back to being stressed over random stuff. Uh, but we want to not do that. We want to accept the idea. And uh, then we have to try to live it out 
and uh, that's a kind of a, a, a long process. But the more that we do it, and each each time we're successful in redirecting our focus to our choices, it'll be easier the next time, and we can get to a point where we're completely and totally stress free, no matter what. The world could be burning around us, goodness forbid. The world could be collapsing. An asteroid could be coming tomorrow. May we be spared. But nonetheless, we wouldn't get stressed because we've trained ourselves to only focus on our choices. Purely, what is it that I have to do based on my understanding of what is true and right and honest and sincere at the moment? That's it. No stress. Easier said than done. No question about it. But that's that's the idea. That's the whole point. That's why most of us don't do it because it is easier said than done. And it's much easier to just ignore good ideas and to, to continue doing what we do. Oh, I'm so stressed. And then it becomes a way of life. We get attached to our stress. We like to be stressed. It's exciting to be stressed. Now we add it. So we, we, we can do what we want. But that, that would be a way out there. What else? Uh, anxiety, same idea. We're only anxious if we have a desire that we think is not going to be met. If we're absolutely assured that all of our desires are going to be met, then what is there to be anxious about? Right? If we know 100%, if we want, um, you know, we want that cake and coffee, and we know a hundred million percent. Excuse me, that we're gonna get cake and coffee for a snack. Then what are we anxious about, right? If we go on a roller coaster and we're completely sure whether or not we have grounds to be completely sure, because goodness forbid, freak accidents happen. But if we're completely sure that uh, it, we're safe, we might still obviously there can be an adrenaline reaction. But as an intellectual matter, like am I anxious that I'm gonna fall off? It would say no, right? If we're completely sure that um, uh, the ground is not going to fall out from under our feet, which again, do we have grounds for that? Sometimes the ground does. There's sinkholes, there's earthquakes, all kinds of stuff. But if we're completely sure, we're not anxious about it. So if we know our objectives are going to be met, our desires are going to be met, there is no anxiety. So any anxiety comes from having objectives and desires that we are not sure will be met. So here it's the same idea. We can redirect uh, our focus and attention to our choices and then we're just anxious about our choices. Will I choose the excuse me, correcting or not. And that is also um, kind of a cause for anxiety because sometimes we know what's right, but we don't have the actual real life cause to choose it. But that's constructive anxiety, not destructive anxiety. What else is there? There is something called uh, trauma, right? Now, we don't want to. We want to be very sensitive. No question about it. Everybody's emotions are real. All, All experiences that people have had, they are what they are. The way that people view their life is what it is. Not to ever take anything away from anybody, but it, we still can talk about the logical foundations of, of our emotions and, and, and kind of and, and see what we can make of it. So here we would say uh, trauma, uh, another way to look at it, is a break in our conception of unity. It's in our conception of that there is a single reality and it's beneficial to me and I'm a part of it and it's a part of me and it's all good and, and uh, it's all good. That's basically the idea. If we think that we cannot be traumatized, can we? A little baby before the, the various uh, incidents of life. It maybe has little traumas, right? Ah, crying, it's too hot, too cold, but there's no serious trauma because it's just that we would imagine a single kind of conception of, of reality, of, uh, of existence. It's one unified whole. Then when the baby grows up, there's a million threats to self-esteem and to that unified whole. There's people, there's places, there's threats, there's lightning, there's thunder, all these kinds of things. And consequently, there's a million little traumas Occasionally, big trauma is going to forbid, but all of us have uh, trauma to some extent or another, meaning these breaks in our conception of unity and conception of the good. So here, we can also address it through thought while validating emotions, of course, but we can nonetheless address it through thought and we can understand on an intellectual level the, the, the questions concerning unity. So, for example, 
concerning people, the absolute uh, 100% fact of the matter is that every single person means good. No matter what, no matter what, period. No matter what somebody did to us or didn't do, every single person means good. There's no meaning. There's only one way to act, and that's when there's a desire. Desire has to be for something positive. For example, I want to feel good, or I want to improve my self-esteem, or I want to do what my pride tells me so that I don't feel bad, or I want to satisfy this impulse of anger or, or hatred because it'll feel good, or I don't want to feel bad, and so forth and so on. There's no alternative. So consequently... This applies across the board and that the real trauma as it concerns other people is when we can't acknowledge it. We can't acknowledge the motive. So consequently, the person it, to us is, is like a the dark kind of uh, uh, unnatural force, right? Ooh, that person hurt me. That person insulted me. We can't wrap our minds around it, right? For example, a lot of people have never encountered a truly uh, kind of a narcissistic, uh, self-involved person, meaning a person with such a con- contracted sense of self that he or she can't step outside of him or herself for even one moment and do something truly beneficial for anybody else. So when people encounter a person like that, that person is, of course, going to try to uh, uh, manipulate us and try to get something out of us and try to hurt us because that's their reality. That's their pursuing the good. They're the only real ones in their show. They don't know anything else, so that's what they do. But a person encounters a person like that and is traumatized, right? Because this dark force, I can't believe this person showed absolutely no concern for me as a human being, uh, for my emotions, for my pain, for my pleasure, all of that. And then a person has trauma and and it bothers us, right? So here... While acknowledging the emotions and acknowledging the hurt, no question about it, we can also remember the absolute necessity of positive intent. The person means good. The person is just the underdeveloped, sorry excuse for a human being, not a human being, but somebody who's, who's still in the animalistic state. And consequently, just like a tiger can, can try to eat up even the, you know, goodness forbid, a billion times the cutest child, because tiger is a tiger, tiger is an animal, so can uh, an animal in human form with a human body can, can do awful horrible things, but it's just the animal. It's just the animal that means good, that has a tiny, tiny little sense of self, a tiny sense of self-esteem. Obviously, the pride never goes anywhere. The needs never go anywhere. Uh, you know, the impulses never go anywhere. And these kinds of people can be very destructive. So we acknowledge that it's very destructive. No question about it. We try to get, even potentially get rid of people that are, do horrible things. But can we be traumatized if we know for a fact that the person had positive intent? No, it's impossible. Right? Because that's the whole point. That's the whole idea that there's a break in our conception of unity. Right? My mommy, I know she means good. My daddy, I know. I see a lot of people don't. But let's just say, right? my friends, they support me. I love them. They mean good. Uh, the, the people that I support that have the same opinion as me, we're all on the same team, they love me. But that, that dark uh, force uh, 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 that's contrary to all of reality and all of logic and all of nature over there that tried to hurt me, that insulted me, that did this horrible thing to me, that person means bad. And that is the trauma. If we can understand that that person does not mean bad, that that person means good, but it's just, again, just in their skewed, tiny little animalistic context, Right, then we can't, we can't be traumatized. And in principle, we can get to a point where somebody can hang us up naked in Times Square in Tokyo, throw fruit at us, right? Millions of people could scream and yell at us and curse at us, and we wouldn't be disturbed even a little bit. Why? Because every person means good. There's nothing to be traumatized about. People do what they think is good. Most people... They, they're not, they haven't attained a, 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 even a, the basic kind of levels of humanity. So they see uh, uh, each other as, as bodies, right? We see each other as bodies. We don't really connect with the actual self, with the, the person present. 
So, of course, we're going to, some people are going to be cruel. They're going to be mean. They're all kinds of things, but they mean good. We try to help people as best as we can. Even the worst of the worst, if we can find it within ourselves, we can uh, help at least a little bit. The worst uh, sociopath, the worst narcissist, they mean good like anybody else. They're a victim of their utter inadequacy and uh, human uh, kind of degeneracy and inability. But that's that. What, 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 there can't be any trauma as it concerns uh, trauma such as um, being hit by lightning, goodness forbid, being attacked by a tiger or by a shark. It's the same thing. We have to understand how everything is part of the whole. Everything functions according to the same rules, the same uh, rules that create a nice, beautiful, sunny day and rain, uh, nice rain for our crops in our, in our garden. And in uh, all of that can also sometimes create a, a lightning storm or the same idea, at least not saying the same, very same rules, but the, the, the same notion, the same concept of nature can create a lightning storm and that can, goodness forbid, hit somebody. The same uh, kind of um, idea that accounts for a cuddly favorite uh, pet can create a, a tiger that doesn't view us as a, as a human being, but views us as a sack of blood and uh, bones and uh, the tiger can attack us uh, the same uh, what we call laws of gravity that they cause us to uh, kind of uh, enable us to to put our favorite stuff on the shelf without it uh, floating away sometimes can lead that stuff to fall on our head maybe be spared and give us a boo-boo right but it's the same rules if pain is pain we're not taking away from it scary experiences are scary experiences but if we understand the real unity of reality we as a matter of actual fact cannot actually be traumatized by anything, right? Uh, for example, insects also it applies, right? Uh, so many people are so scared of insects. Why? Right? The bite is the bite. We're not detracting from that, right? A mosquito bite, we don't want it. We don't want a bee to bite us, but it's a part of reality. It's just a little critter that means good, that it's pursuing its own ends. If we really truly understand that, how can we be scared? What is there to be scared of? Right? Oh, a mouse. Oh my goodness, I'm freaking out. Why? Just a mouse. It's a part of reality. We're a person. That, that's a mouse. We mean good. The mouse mean good, means good. It's all good. All right, so we see when we, as when we move in our thought toward unity, which requires a little bit of humility because we get attached to these breaks in our reality. No, but I know this one person definitely meant bad or this one situation. It was contrary to all the laws of nature and logic or because it was so scary for me. All right, then we, we remain traumatized. But if we can have a little humility, we can get past our, our uh, those kinds of attachments. We can it kind of in theory and principle retain to uh, or uh, return to a state of unity and wholeness no matter what. In principle, if we're, if we're tough enough and if we work hard uh, at it enough, eh, what else is there? Stress, anxiety, trauma, um, eh, kind of all, eh, feelings of inadequacy right? That compared to other people, very common. And uh, there would say again, we have to remember every single person means good. We all do what we think we can do based on our, our unique attributes. Some people are worse than us. Some people are better than us. We can't, uh, a single person can't be the best looking and the smartest and the wealthiest and the most famous, but that's what we want, right? Because we're all of existence to ourselves, we have a a standard of absolute perfection. The slightest little uh, kind of um, inadequacies, the tiniest little bits of uh, damage to our pride, that's huge, right? We, we, We don't want that at all. And if a person can, uh, can wave a magic wand, every single person would choose to be everything and any, anything and everything, right? That would, would choose to be perfect. So here we have to understand that uh, it is what it is. Again, we all have our unique uh, attributes and aspects that uh, are ours. And uh, the people are fortunate enough that in some respects be better than us. We have to be happy for them. There are other versions of ourselves. They mean good, just like we do. Uh, if we feel inadequate, it's our fault. It means we have to rethink the, uh, our relationship to the world. Maybe it means we have to do things, right? So, for example, if we 
feel inadequate um, financially. Part of it is uh, very likely is, is of course, uh, just uh, just empty vanity, right? We see our, our uh, neighbor with the bigger house and the bigger car so that we can work on our character. We can work on, on our vanity. Understanding the person means good. Understanding uh, the whole point is our choices and nothing external. But there can also be a real aspect to it, such as that uh, we need we have responsibilities. We have children. We need to take care of our children. We need to pay the bills. So there we can uh, supplement the thinking with action. Get a ch- Look for a higher paying job. Uh, work longer hours. Right? But it all comes down again to our choices. If there's nothing we can do, truly, which is rare, we would say, but let's say there's nothing we can do. Okay, there's nothing we can do. Then it doesn't matter if the bills pile up. It doesn't matter if uh, we the child support is paying up. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. But if there is something we can do, then there is something we can do. And then we have to do it. So if we feel inadequate, we feel, you know, I have to get in shape. That person is more, more in shape than me. We shouldn't feel inadequate because somebody's better than us. That's called vanity. We have to remember the other person means good. Be happy for them. We, we can feel a little bit inadequate if we know we're not living up to our own responsibility. So let's say we have to be healthy. It's proper for us to be healthy. And we're not. We're not working out. We're not... Uh, eating correctly. So we say, what can I do? This is what I can do. Let me write it out on a piece of paper. Then let me do it. And that's it. And if I, if I can do it, I can do it. If I can't, I can't. And there we go. And uh, no, we, feel, we should never feel feelings of uh, inadequacy if we're doing our job, if we're doing what we're supposed to do. Um, what else is there? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, and basically we, we get the idea. It wasn't even about necessarily specific things. The idea is that any and every kind of issue that we experience, any kind of weakness, any kind of uh, fear, insecurity, anxiety, stress, it is a question of thought. If we simply have the vulnerability and the humility to take full responsibility and to think our way out of it in combination with action as appropriate, we can return to uh, uh, or attain a state of human greatness no matter where we, how low we start off initially, at least in principle. So let's think about it. Let's do it. Thank you for listening.